Let's see, and we are live. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another Trans Tuesday with My Feminine Heart. We have our top business and employment expert, Angela Stever, joining us. Hi, Angela. Welcome to the show. Hi, Cassandra. Hi, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> So I love your setup that you literally have drums behind you and a British flag. Like it's about as British and punk as it gets. <laughs> yeah, this is um, uh, my children's band room. Um, so they come down here and play guitar and play drums and record music. And it has the best lighting in the house. So that's why I'm down here today. Oh, wait, they record music together. Like do they play together like their own little band? Uh, yes, they do. Not not as often as they used to since my daughter kind of moved out. But uh, yeah, they do. They get together and they have little jam sessions and it's really cool and it makes me a proud mom. Oh, <laughs> do they have some favorite like music influences? Oh, gosh. Any, oh, anything kind of 80s alternative. Um, but they, they kind of make up their own stuff as they go along. That's adorable. Yeah, they're pretty oh. cool. <laughs> yeah, like you're in a little partridge family. Yeah, except I don't play or sing, and neither does my husband, so it's really just the two kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm tone deaf, sorry. <laughs> no, wait, doesn't that then make you like the Jackson 5 or something, where it's like the parents just completely go yeah. and live off we, the we, we just turn around and go like this. Yay, you're yeah. awesome. <laughs> there you go. Well, we have, um, we have your podcast coming out this week that um, is the last – podcast you and I recorded right before the lockdown. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You are literally the last person I hugged besides oh. my husband in months. Um, I'm going to go with you were the last person I hugged too. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember because it was like we met, we were doing it and everybody was talking about we're going to lock down and we're going to social do like, but we hadn't done it yet. But it was like right then and they're like, you need to not touch people. And you and I were just like, I want a hug. This is hug is hard. <laughs> Whereas, like the other week, we had dinner with friends, and um, the one friend was a preacher, and we said grace, and we held hands, and he held my hand at grace, which was a natural thing to do. And then I, I had that mindset of like, no, this is pre-COVID. Like, no one's touched my hand in months. That's not like my husband, like skin on skin contact. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just crazy. This was a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely one of those moments where we're in the middle of grace, and I'm like, "Oh no, I need to go hand sanitize." I'm very uncomfortable oh. right now. <laughs> but that's like the new normal, right? Right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, Angela, you are your business and employment expert. Um, the information that you have to share is so invaluable. And uh, when we pre-recorded our last podcast, which is going to air this Friday, you and I were kind of going in a series where we talked about um, kind of your credentials. We talked in, in podcast one and podcast two, we talked about a very specific case of you working with somebody who was mid-transition, uh -huh. very rough around the edges, hadn't really figured out how to dress or speak or act or anything, just was, was that mid-awkwardness of like your typical like pubescent teenager, you know, um, getting her hired and getting her workplace to become a transgender friendly workplace. Right. Um, then our next podcast, we talked about, oh, which is this one. Um, this is the one where we are talking about resumes. Nice. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and we got into some very big detail because to me, I never, I never went through what big companies use now. Big companies do not have somebody in HR filtering through every single little resume. I grew up in the era of like mailing the resumes in and now it's all applicant tracking systems. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, all, all it's all about the software. Right, most of the applications nowadays are online. There's no snail mail, you're not sending it in and hoping it gets past you know, the gatekeeper, so to speak. Um, it's all online um, applications and you've got to get through that software. Yeah. So the software now is the gatekeeper. <laughs> it's amazing. So when y'all watch um, this week's podcast um, and you can listen to it for free, you can see the trailer for free. And then those are who are signed up in our membership or our subscribers, our patrons, they can actually watch it and they can watch you and I giggle like through the entire things. We just laughed half the time. Um, you're going to hear some very specific details of do's and don'ts for resumes that will pass or fail um, technical software. So this is no longer make a pink resume and sent it with a cute little font and like, yeah, <laughs> like this is how like, like Angela's going to teach us the rules to get past the software to get into the next level. But what I really want to focus on today, because we have all this information coming out Friday. Um, and I know there our next podcast after that, we're going to want to talk about interviewing and getting ready for an interview. But life is changing so much now with COVID. People have lost their jobs or their job has changed or they've had an opportunity to examine life and say, hey, I want to change jobs. What do I do? Um, so I'd love to hit you up with what are some things that you're seeing that may be new to somebody's job experience or new for them to highlight in a resume or a job interview that may not have been important as important in 2019 as it is in 2020. Right. And I think so for, as you were saying, everything's changed. Um, some people, unfortunately, have, have lost their jobs. Some people are furloughed and just waiting to return back to work. Um, and, you know, um, a lot of people have been working from home. You know, I'm, I'm really fortunate my husband's been able to work from home during this. And I think, you know, if you're, if you're looking either to change your career um, or if you're looking for, for a new position, um, if you have been able to work from home, I would say that that is something that you really need to highlight in your resume um, because the way that we're going to be moving forward now, our employees, our employers are going to be looking for those skill sets. They're going to be looking for people who are used to working from home um, because I think that is, I hate, I hate the word new normal, but that's what it is. Is it, That's how we're going to be moving forward. Um, there used to be a a lack of trust of employees working from home. I think employers thought that maybe, um, you know, their employees would kind of sneak out and not really work during the workday. And I think what they're finding is people are actually working more when they work from home. Um, and so that trust has, has been built up. We've, we've had to do this. So now they know that they can do it, um, that those are the skill sets they're going to be looking for. So if you've had an opportunity to work from home, then you need to um, you definitely have that on your resume um, because that's what people are looking for now. Um, yeah, just, you, sorry? No, go ahead. And so if, if you're not in a position, um, you know, if you were working um, in retail or something like similar 
and you're concerned about the upcoming you know, flu season again and wh whether we're going to go in lockdown again, maybe you want to take a look at your current skill sets and maybe customer service and see if there's, you know, if you want to change into a direction where you can work from home, maybe a different um, position so that, you know, if you found it very difficult being out of work during this time, that maybe you want to transition into a, into a position which will allow you to move, allow you to work from home if we go through this again in the future, which, you know, is looking like that's a possibility. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing is, um, it may have been the pandemic that pushed us here. But like you said, I mean, it's it's made so many employers aware of employees are happier working from home. So much of the time they're more productive and they don't have the cost and overhead and upkeep of an office. Right. So. Now, yeah. working from home is not for everybody, I got to be honest. You know, there are a lot of people out there that just, you know, prefer to go out to a workplace. Um, you know, for myself personally, I'm going to be working from home um, coming up in, 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 you know, in the near future. And for me, I feel like it's important to still get dressed and still um, put on my work clothes. And um, even though I'm not really going to be seen, it's going to be a lot of telephone work you know, still dress up like I'm going to work in an office because that gives you that confidence and that that good feeling that, hey, I'm I'm at work. Don't I I don't understand this mindset of uh, you can work in your pajamas. It wouldn't work for me. Maybe it would work for you. But hey, <laughs> you know, there's a chance that your boss is going to say, hey, let's do a Zoom call, a Zoom call. And um, I don't want to be in my pajamas. No, you know, yeah. and I'm the same way with with makeup. Like but, I've worn makeup since I was 12 and I just feel different. I don't know if how many other people just feel different when they do or don't have makeup on, but yeah. I've got to be pretty sick. I mean, and honestly, even like when I was young and I'd have a sick day mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to spend the day on the couch. I still put something on because I go to the bathroom, I'd look in the mirror and I want to feel better than I want to feel like I'm looking better than how I feel. I think like it would, it would make right. that difference. Hi, Desiree. Desiree's checking in with us. Hi, yeah. Desiree. <laughs> so, Desiree, um, let me know, like, you know, does that affect you, like, what you wear and, and when you wear it? I mean, I, I totally agree. And you and I are short. <laughs> so, even just going from flat. See that on here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like, I'll sit on a Zoom call in my heels because I feel like more sophisticated when I'm wearing my heels, even if I'm not out walking around in a meeting. Yeah, I um I had a phone interview um just a couple of weeks ago and you know obviously I was at home because we're all at home and you know I dressed up and I put my heels on because it made me feel important and taller and <laughs> more commanding. Um the person on the phone obviously couldn't see me at all but it made me feel more confident. So I think you know when you're working from home you still have to dress or or do whatever it is that makes you feel good about yourself. Um, for me, that's dressing up, even putting on perfume. Nobody can smell it. But if I smell good, if I feel like I smell good, then that's going to come across in a, either a Zoom conference call or a telephone call. Um, when I'm on telephone calls, I'm standing up. I'm walking. I'm walking and talking because I feel more confident when I'm doing that. Um, maybe a little bit more difficult to do that on a Zoom. Um, I should practice with my husband's desk. He has one of those desks that you can stand up with. Mm -hmm. so I should probably practice with that. <laughs> 
Well, and it's funny. So one of the, I had put out in the newsletter and I'm going to be doing this for all the future Trans Tuesdays of if you have questions you want to ask anonymously, if you aren't able to tune in maybe live with us, uh, you know, Tuesday night, um, but you have questions or if you're not as comfortable letting people know who you are, send them in. So I actually have questions for you. And one of them was, do you have tips for phone and Zoom interviews? And um, I think, yeah, because I just covered some of that. I know. Um, so like, even if you're on the phone, yeah, I do. I dress, you know, if, if I know I've got an important call, be it a business meeting or an interview or, um, you know, helping a client, um, I'm going to dress up for that because I feel like that just puts a crop. It's that old saying when they say smile when you're on the phone, because people can hear that smile. They may not be able to see it, but they can hear it. Um, you can certainly hear on the telephone when somebody's having a, a really bad day and they sound really down. Mm-hmm. It comes across, right, whether they mean it to or not. Um, so, you know, put on a big smile, uh, dress up, put your heels on if, if you like wearing heels. If flip-flops are your comfort zone, I guess wear your flip-flops. But, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel confident, um, and that's going to come across in either a Zoom or, or a, in a phone call. Yeah, so one of my favorite TED Talks of all time um, is, and I was just looking her up because I always forget her name, even though I think she's amazing, Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y. She does a TED Talk where she talks about our posture affects our hormone level. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing when you're interviewing in person, one of the drawbacks of that is often you're sitting in a chair outside someone's Mm -hmm. office and what do we do when we are always waiting on something? We're usually on our phone. Okay. And so, and we look down and by the shrinking and the looking down, we're deactivating our adrenaline and we're actually reducing our confidence. And then you stand up and you go to the meeting and you feel smaller and less sure of yourself. So they've actually done studies where they've proven, and it's awkward if you do it in person because it's like, what do you do? But they will tell people when you go in for an in-person video interview, go stand in a bathroom by yourself and do the Superman pose. Like it is proven that you stand and you have like, you know, your shoulders back and your chest back and your arms at your sides. If you do that pose and you stand there for two or three minutes, it's gonna raise your confidence level. Yeah, it changes your hormone. So the beauty of a phone interview or a Zoom interview is you can do that right beforehand and nobody knows. Right. Yeah. And I would, um... I'm sitting down right now. You could probably see that because I'm not, my posture's not quite as good as it is. Yeah, I think, you know, if, if you're going to, especially if you're doing maybe a Zoom interview, stand up. If you can put your computer where you're up and you can stand up, your posture's going to definitely look better. You're going to present better. Um, you know, um, I know when I was, you know, in the office working, like I said, I was always, when I was on the phone, 95% of my job was on the phone and I was always walking. I'd be pacing and walking and talking and just that energy of walking comes across, you know, and I was in sales, um, mm-hmm. in, in employment sales, uh, um, new business development. And so when you're trying to set appointments and you set, you want to sound energetic, just walk. <laughs> Try not to walk too fast so you don't sound like you're out of breath, but, you know, that that energy comes across. You're bringing some insight into my life right now because this is what my husband does. My husband is now working from home in the COVID era. And so he has invaded my workspace because this was my territory before. And he paces and he paces. And I've never understood why. I'm always like I'm sitting there and I'm editing pictures and I'm working on the podcast. And I'm like, sit down. 
just like, just, just like stop bringing your phone call to me. Now it makes sense. The energy. Yeah. Well, and he's a high energy person. So that totally, yeah. And he has like intense phone calls. So it, it makes sense that you can't have that just sitting down shrunken in. Is he in sales? No, <laughs> no, no. He's in healthcare. So he deals with the okay. coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's, it's an intense time. Okay. So Desiree has been um, commenting some more for us. So she says, yeah, sometimes I like to look nice or be comfortable depending on where I am. Exactly. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. But if you're nervous, do the things that build your confidence, whatever that may be, whatever, if it's making you comfortable or, or whatever. I'm a big fan of be aware of your environment. Angela, you're branded. You're a British babe. You've got the British flag behind you. I've got my My Feminine Heart behind me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You're going to see in the podcast that comes out Friday, Spencer's in the podcast, but it's kind of like, yeah, you want to control those things. Like you don't want to have a lot of exterior noise. Um, I've talked about this in some other seminars, but you like right now, my laptop is sitting on several books. Okay. So that it's eye level, the camera's eye level with me. Mm -hmm. I think it looks really unprofessional when cameras are below people and they're speaking into Zoom. Like we see my fingers. Like, you know, so be aware. And it's going to be more flattering if the camera's kind of like coming down on you. So, right. yeah, yeah, I was, um, I know, uh, actually, I this computer is it's just a little netbook. And for some reason, when I'm on Zoom or whatever, I can't change the background with my with my husband's computer, you can do that nice fancy background where he can look like he's on a golf course or, mm -hmm. um, you know, in Iceland with the, the, the northern lights behind him. Um, and that that's kind of cool, too. But I think some of those backgrounds can be quite distracting. So I think if you're going to use a background, use one that's not um, not too distracting for the person who's going to be talking with you, especially if it's an interview. Yeah. Um, but you want to be aware that, you know, you're not zooming in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> A lot There's of people lot. do that. They take selfies in the bathroom and please don't do a Zoom interview or meeting in the bathroom. <laughs> no. no, no, you don't. All right. So I will tell I will I will tell this one story. <laughs> uh, so I was in the bathroom and I was not on a call or anything like that. Um, but my phone was way off on the counter and we have a ring doorbell and it went off. I'm going to the bathroom. The dog starts barking because he hears the doorbell. My husband is on this very important phone call. Like he's on a conference with all these people. It's so important. And I'm going to the bathroom and I'm like, oh my God, like I can't, like I can't rush to the door in this second. I can't get the dog to shut up. It's affecting my husband. Like I can hear, like I know his stress level and this person will not stop ringing the bell. And I'm like, I know I have the capability of talking to him through the camera. Like I could pick up the phone and talk and be like, stop ringing the bell because it's a video door camera. <laughs> like, and I just, I couldn't do it. I'm like, that's just, it's like, can I just, I felt like, a, I felt like a mom with like five kids banging outside the bathroom door. Like, could I have one minute in here by myself? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes technology is a little too far. Yeah. You haven't met my dog. My dog. Well, I have two dogs. One of my dogs is deaf. Um, and so we, we've been introduced to a new thing with my husband working from home. Same kind of thing. If I go to the bathroom, if my dog wants to, so my husband works downstairs in the basement, this room's in the basement and the rest of our house uh, living areas are upstairs, but sometimes he'll come to the bottom of the stairs to come up, but he won't just go up. He wants permission to come up. So he'll stand at the bottom of the stairs and just howl. 
and my husband can hear him while he's in his office. And, you know, like, like he said, I was in the bathroom the other day and I can hear my dog just howling and howling, wanting permission, you know, to go to the top of the stairs and say, come on up. <laughs> and he's howling and howling and I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, oh, I know my husband's on a conference call and I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. But he's deaf, so I couldn't even call my dog and say, you know, come on up. <laughs> we have to actually go and signal him, come on Oh my goodness, a poor puppy. Yeah, so, and that's the thing is like, you know, a lot of us are, are we're also working from home or we're doing interviews at home. You need to make the other people in the household aware right. um, that you are on an important call. I've literally had my husband use the brush, like he's gonna be so embarrassed that I'm telling these stories. <laughs> Hopefully he's not watching. Um, I literally have had two or three business calls in the past, years in the past, because these were arguments we had a long time ago where he went to the bathroom with the door open while I'm in another room. Like I'm totally away from him, but you, but you can hear it. And I'm like mortified and I'm talking to a client and I'm like, I can't mute the call because I'm the person speaking. I can't run and yell at him. And it's just, it's this horror of, and this is kind of pre zoom. This is pre this era where I would have been on video and my client would have been Oh, clearly she's not in the bathroom. They didn't know. Oh my goodness. I think yeah. that that's one of the things that um, we can all um, appreciate now as we've moved through coronavirus and mm -hmm. the lockdown is that employers are getting so much um, more um, just relaxed about the fact that we're all working from home. Um, we have kids that run in, we have pets that come in, um, and, and they're more, much more relaxed about that now. It's just, okay, we're still getting the job done. As long as the work is still being done, mm -hmm. they're okay with the odd child that comes in. It kind of breaks up the day, makes everybody have a little bit of a giggle. Obviously, you're going to have those important meetings, but every single person in those meetings now has had that happen to them. Yeah. They've either had a, a spouse walk in and, and bitch at them or a child come in screaming, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, or a dog that's, you know, woofing or, you know, I think we've all experienced that. And so thankfully that's just making working from home, I think that a little bit easier. Um, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I told you. The work is getting done. And, you know, I said to my husband, I said, you work more from home than you ever did in the office, it seems like. And it, it was like that for in our home, too. I would say to my husband, I'm like, he preferred working from home. He, I think he does still miss the office a little bit. Like, I think he misses, a, like, his dream scenario, it would be like a two-thirds. Like, once or yeah. twice a week, go to the office, feel like well, a real An hour and 40-minute commute, 45-minute, an hour and 45 commute, so... That's good to not have him driving, but oh, you know, goodness. now he's doing that hour and 45 extra work, I believe. So, <laughs> you know, but yeah, so this is not very, so this is something you recommend you put on a resume as you have the skills to work from home. Absolutely. If you have been working from home, for sure, put that on there because um, that's definitely something that employers are looking for. If you have not worked from home, but you're looking to go back into the workplace, I would say, and maybe you're rusty on some of your skills, um, you know, maybe take an online course, um, maybe your, you know, Excel or, or other things um, that, you know, would help you work working from home. Mm -hmm. um, for sure, you know, try and educate yourself a bit more. Now, and there's one part of working from home, and I know we're going to talk about this a lot when we get into our interview podcast, a couple of podcasts from now, but the door may feel more opened if you are having a Zoom interview or a phone interview if you're home, that there may be a child speaking in the background, or it may feel like 
it's not a 100% professional experience, so you might want to share some personal things. But um, an important thing to know, and Angela, does this, does this change from state to state, or is this federally across the board? Because I know in Pennsylvania, you're not allowed to ask like yeah. if somebody has children. Right, an employer is not allowed to ask personal questions like that. Um, now, that being said, as we've discussed previously, um, once you open that door, if you turn around and say, you know, my, um, you know, my child this or my child that, well, then you've offered that information, but they're not allowed to ask you in an interview, do you have children? Yeah. So, and that's the thing is, um, you know, employers are going to look for red flags. That's kind of what an interviews and, and resume and all that's about. Like, is this person really detail oriented or did they have 10 misspellings in their resume? You know, did this person show up for the interview and present themselves professionally at the time? Like they're going to have these checkoffs, right. um, but there are certain things they cannot ask. Like they cannot ask you, um, are you trans? What's your medical right. situation? No. Do you have surgeries coming up? They can only ask you about things as far as your education and experience um, to do the job that you're applying for. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the problem occurs is a lot of us are very open and we talk a lot about ourselves and our families. And as soon as you open that window, as soon as you discuss that, then they can ask as many questions as they like. Like, oh, you have children. So what would, what would you do if right. one of them got sick? Right. And so that's like, that brings up another good question is if you're looking for a position where you where you um, might be wanting to work from home, um, is, you know, flexibility important to you? You should always treat your Zoom interviews um, or any interview that you're interviewing the company as well. It's got to fit with your lifestyle. So, you know, perhaps you might like a, a more flexible um, working conditions. You know, um, people who are working from home perhaps um, don't need to be available on the normal eight to five. Uh, you know, maybe it suits you better from, to work from 12 to eight. If, if, if it's just computer work that you're doing, who cares what time you're working? But does the company mind that? Yeah. And, and you know, different possibilities now. And if you're out there and if you are experiencing a career change right now or an opportunity to explore something new, like Angela is saying, you know, you don't want to just rapid fire apply to 50 different places and not having researched them because God forbid they turn around and they ask you one question and then that's it. And if you can't answer a simple question about their company, they know it's not important to you to go work with them, that you're not a priority. They're not a priority to you. Right. And I think this is the time of year now that with, you know, with going through this lockdown and coronavirus, it really is a time to kind of take a good look at what it is that you really want to do in life. You know, where are you happiest, you know, and, and go for that. Follow that, you know, that's something that makes you happy. You know, Angela, you've had so many careers. What do you recommend for somebody who says, I know I'm not happy. I don't know what's going to make me happy. I need a job. I don't know what kind of job I want anymore. Like what, what do you suggest in that scenario? Um, sit down with your best friend, whether that be your partner or, or literally your best friend or a mom or something. Just go through the things that make you happy in life and see if you can hone in on some um, skill sets that you have in, in, a, in a work environment that you can do the things that make you happy. Otherwise, I recommend um, getting in touch with uh, different agencies, employment agencies, and interview them all, like call them all and interview them all and find out which one you gel with because that one's gonna sit down with you and they're gonna pull um, your best qualities or maybe even temp for a while, you know, maybe um, spend 18 months doing different temp 
positions. I did that back in London uh, many moons ago. <laughs> I, I temped for about 18 months because I really didn't know uh, what kind of business I wanted to be in. So I, I worked in a Rolls Royce showroom. I worked in a bank. I worked in a construction company, a furniture company, um, in all different positions, most of them in, in secretarial, marketing, sales. Um, but it was a great experience to have just whether I, you know, trying to find out whether I preferred working for a small family owned business um, or a big corporate company. Um, and so that's also an, an, um, an option, you know, work with the temp agencies. And don't be afraid to tell them what it is you're looking for and what you're hoping to achieve. Yeah. You know, don't let them push you into something. Yeah, you've had every kind of job. That's why you're our business and employment expert because you've been through this. You've I have not done any manual labor. I suck at that. That's okay. I am a certified forklift driver. I can cover all questions with manual labor. I really. I can put you to work tomorrow. Yes, I might need it. Yes. Um, but you know what? I mean, you know, and especially for somebody, don't feel like it's a step backwards no. to temp, and don't feel like I love temping. You're, you're, you. Know, we have a, we have a friend, very high level executive, very high level. She and her husband have three cars in their garage, and it's like a Mercedes, a BMW, and a Corvette convertible. He's an executive. She's an executive. She started as a temp in like workman's comp. Yeah. That was it. She just, she worked, I think she worked for Pottery Barn and she tempted her workman's comp and then she fell in love with it. And that just became her, like, like she was guided to that temp job and that was it for her. And she yeah. stuck with it and she rose to the ranks to a very successful position mm -hmm. in it. So, you know, and yeah, we've done, I've done a lot of interviews on my feminine heart. Ashley Brundage is a perfect example of the Ashley Brundage transition journey. Ashley talks about um, she got hit in the last recession in 2008 and she had to take a step back. And when she took a step back, that's when she took her opportunity to transition because she was like she lost. She was a mid-level kind of manager job. And those jobs went kablooey in the recession. Right. And she was like, if I got to start from the bottom, I'm going to start you know, my life over and start as Ashley. And she literally it cost her more to take those jobs on because she went and she started as like, she went from a manager to like a bank teller, like a part-time bank teller. Right. Yeah. And then through transitioning spent all the money she made on clothes because she had to have clothes to wear to the bank. Right. But if, yeah, then she rose up to being a major VP of a financial institution. So sometimes you have to start back over again to, to really grow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Every Trans Tuesday, I love to do a motivational quote. And I usually like to do feminine oriented ones. Oh, it's the British thing. That's why I couldn't figure out. I was Googling and I'm like, look at Paul McCartney. Look at Paul McCartney quotes. I don't know why. Now I realize it was for you. But I just I followed this instinct. It might have been following the wine. But I Googled like Paul McCartney quotes. And I have one that says that he said, always the last day of anything is always the first day of something new. Yes. And I love that. And that's so right. And that's so what we have with career changes. All right. So I had some more questions come in for you. Hold on. Let me go through and make sure that I am answering everything that everybody wanted answered. Okay. Okay. What do you do 
if you have not been working. So this person wrote in and they said that they have not worked for like 10 years. Right. Their spouse worked, things have changed in the household household because of COVID. Now they are the one who's gonna be going back to work. What do they do? What do you say on a resume when you're like, I've just been home for 10 years? Hmm. Um, you actually kind of say that. I, I actually lived that experience myself. I was a stay at home mom for 10 years. And then, oh, wow. decided, yeah, and then decided to go back out into the workplace. Um, and so you'd be honest if, if that's what you were doing and you weren't just kind of job hopping and getting fired or kind of being lazy. You know, if you were generally if you were genuinely at home, either because you were a stay at home parent, maybe you were a stay at home caregiver of a parent. Um, mm -hmm. That's OK to put that on your resume for sure, because that explains why there's a huge gap. And, uh, and that in itself is an experience. If, you, if you've ever been a stay-at-home parent, juggling everything and being a taxi driver and being the person who balances the bills and, and uh, you know, just all the multitasking that's involved in raising children. Or on the other side, like I say, maybe you stay at home um, caregiver for a parent there's so much work involved in that there's so many skills that you can if you sit down and, and write a list of all the the skill sets that you did while you're doing that you can actually put that in your resume for sure um, no one's going to hold that against you um, i would suggest you know look taking a look at you know if you were a secretary 10 years ago um, things are going to change have changed um, so you know like zoom zoom was never around 10 years ago we weren't having mm -hmm like this so brush up on those skills um on your uh, microsoft office uh your excel um things like that you know brush up on those skill sets maybe take an online class uh you know anything that you can that you can do to just kind of advance make yourself attractive to an employer again um, but just get yourself out there you know um and in this instance i would say apply for a lot of positions and just practice your interview skills even like maybe ones that you're not really that keen about the job, if you can get that interview, it's a practice, mm -hmm. you know, no. and practice into, ah. you know, practice interviewing the employer. Everybody gets so scared. They have to put on their best face. You know, they have to impress. You need to feel comfortable at the place that you're going to work at. So you need to interview them as hard as they're interviewing you because that's where you're going to be working. So, you know, make sure they're a good fit for you as well as you are a good fit for them. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, my husband a couple of years ago changed jobs for the first time in 17 years. So for the first time in 17 years, he had to make a resume. He had to do a phone interview and he was very nervous. And one of my best friends, I first of all, I have to say hi to Tracy, Ashley. Tracy just said, hey, girls. Um, <laughs> say, hey, Tracy, we're talking jobs. And, you know, Tracy um, did her yoga tr teacher training a, a couple of years ago. So we've got a yogi in the house and someone pursuing their spiritual self. I don't know if Tracy's going to be a yoga instructor full-timer is, but anyway, so yeah, so my husband, I mean, that's almost two decades mm -hmm. of like not being up to date and stuff. And so my best friend uh, is a college professor and was having, he was scouring the country for a job, was having such a hard time finding a full-time position as a professor. And he was on, and he traveled around the country. Like he went to California and Arizona and like all over for job interviews. So he became the master of the phone interview. So I asked him, I'm like, my husband hasn't had a phone interview. I don't know if ever, because I don't even know if 17 years ago he had a phone interview. And we, I, I, I can't help him. I've only worked for myself for 16 years. So what do we do? So literally, um, 
my friend called and interviewed my husband and my friend is texting me, telling me how nervous he is that he's about to dial my husband for this <laughs> fake phone interview. And my husband's telling me, he's like, I'm so nervous. <laughs> and it was completely fake, but to know how nervous they were and it was fake and it was practice, but oh my God, we were so nervous. We were so stressed over this process. I can't tell you how many times we went over that resume. I like, it would be breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I'm firing job interview questions at my husband for like, for a while. Um, but after we did that one practice run on the phone, his confidence went from here to there. Mm -hmm. Just that one run, because he was like, oh my gosh, I can literally answer the question, what do you want in life? What do you want in a job? I think the point is as well, nowadays, you know, if, if you make it to a phone interview, you've already passed a buttload of people that send in resumes. So you're already halfway there, right? Yeah. And so trust me, those people who are interviewing you, they're not trying to set you up for failure. They really want to interview you and they really want you on board. So they're probably as nervous as you are to a certain degree um, because they want you and they don't want you to slip up. They want you to be the best candidate because they've selected you from all of those resumes. So you have to kind of remember, like get some confidence behind that, that you know, there might've been 200 applications for this job and they're only doing five phone interviews and you made it that far already. So you know, have some confidence that you got that far and, and just be yourself, you know, um, yeah. you know, really, um, and put your heels on and stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and it's funny because, you know, the more, the more you do anything, the more comfortable you're going to feel. Right. I mean, even just from like, I'm sure your first podcast with me, I know my first podcast, I was very nervous. <laughs> And now you're live with me. It's like, oh, whatever. We'll just chit chat. You know, you, you get more comfortable, whatever it is. Right. The more you practice, the better you go. Um, all right. Let me, girls, while I still, we're going to sign off in a few minutes. So if you have a, a business, a job, an interview, a resume question, send it now. I'm going to go back to make sure I've got all my questions answered from emails that came in over the weekend. Um, boy, you hit so many of them. Good. Yes. Oh, you talked about um, temping. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about, you talked about how to prep for Zoom and phone interviews. Okay. All right. So the last one, I think that we can hit on, and this is a little bit for the podcast on Friday. Um, A-T-S. Applicant tracking system. Okay. So if somebody wants to get through the 200 people applying for a job mm -hmm. to get to being one of the five people getting a phone interview. What are a couple of tips for that applicant tracking system, which is the software that reads a resume? Okay, so the first thing, and this is going to go against anybody who's my age. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm old. Um, when we typed up resumes, we did them in Times Roman numeral, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that has those nice little ticks and things on the letters. Applicant tracking system has a really difficult time reading those. And so often it just kicks that resume out. Doesn't even make it to the hiring person. Doesn't That's even crazy. make it to the system. So you need to go with something more like Arial. Um, uh, uh, Lucy Sands, I think, is the other one. Um, so do a little bit of research on that because applicant tracking system will will kick out anything that has little ticks and um you know what i mean the little flares on the letters that's yeah. probably the first thing that you can do before you change anything else on your on your resumes 
get rid of times Roman numeral. Um, and that way, you, you, at least your, uh, your resume will be read. Um, make sure it's up to date, chronological order, you know, starting with your uh, most recent position going backwards. Um, trying to, again, if you've had any experience working at home, put that on your resume. Uh, yeah. you know, um, and I, I remember one of the things that you were teaching me that is an issue, and we've got Marina in the house. Marina Cottrell. Hi, Marina. She says, hello, beautiful ladies. Uh, all right, so Marina, if you would like to toss anything in here, because Marina has owned multiple businesses. She's actually, she's a health coach, but she's owned pizza shops. So she has she has definitely had her share of being an employer. So it's good to have an employer perspective. Yeah. Um, but with the software that you're talking about, one of the things that I didn't realize that you had taught me, and again, this is my, my era, I, I wouldn't have known this. Um, I was brought up from typewriter to, you know, Microsoft Word and Microsoft Word, when you wanted to make a resume, you had Clippy. Clippy help you. Yeah. <laughs> like the little like cartoon clip with the guy. And they guided you into a form for building your resume and they kind of had a template pre done out. Um, I think one of the things that you shared with me is now if you were to do that and you were to digitally email that in, yeah. the software might not read that correctly as a Microsoft Word document, right? Right. If you send it as a as a um, as a PDF, yeah. So it de depends on the on the software that you're using. Um, some of them will, when it gets sent across, it gets all messed up. <laughs> so yeah. where it looks lovely on your screen, when it gets sent across, it comes off all, um, yeah. you know, all over the place. Like some words are here and some words are here. So a good way to check that is, you know, send it in in a word format to. Um, one of your friends perhaps send it in a pdf format and, and and email it across to them and see how they are seeing it when they open it up and make mm -hmm. sure it's in the format that you want one of the things that we always had a problem with in the agency was trying to um help update people's uh, resumes because we didn't know which formats and which softwares they had been using um, when it came to us, you know, it was very difficult to update and change things. Agencies, for example, will take out all of your personal information because they don't want an employer contacting you directly. So we'd need to remove that. And sometimes you would remove it and everything would just go <laughs> crazy. Yes. So the format that you're sending it in is, uh, is important also. Yeah. And you have a ton of tips like that. That's that's going to be in the podcast Friday, specifically on resumes. Mm -hmm. um, when you listen to this podcast, everybody, I do apologize when Angela and I get together, we just chat and we laugh. So there's a lot of laughing. And I feel like we laugh for like 15 minutes over the times. Newman. Oh yeah, because I, I grew up with times that 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 was my font. And that's still what I like to type in. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that you had mentioned in a previous podcast that I, I love as one of your best tips, if you are transitioning um, and out working for a job, and I want to make sure if, if you haven't seen all of Angela's podcasts, you can go back to the My Feminine Heart website, um, go to Angela's page, and you can listen to just her specific ones. Um, but one of my favorite tips Oh my gosh, I just lost. Oh, um, use a temp agency if you are transitioning because a temp agency, like you just said, your job when you used to work for a, like, and we're calling it a temp agency, but you were more full time. Yeah, yeah, it was full work. 
um, you were hired by businesses to be the interviewer. So you knew if you had somebody that could potentially be seen as somebody having a red flag, like someone transitioning and an employer saying, I've never hired somebody who's trans. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how that's going to work in my workplace. Right. You are somebody who helped get them in the door because you could say, we've hired you on behalf of this employer and you would just take that person to work and the employer had contracted with you to hire that person. Yeah. But you as the temp agency also helped make that a smooth transition. Yeah, no, no pun intended. <laughs> but you helped make workplaces trans and LGBT friendly that were not up to date on those policies before. Right. And I, and I would recommend, um, you know, like I said earlier in, in today's interview, tonight's in, um, chat, you know, interview different agencies and find one that's going to work with you. Um, and, and they'll take out all of that hard work for you of figuring out which company is going to be compatible with you. Um, I know we like to think that the companies are not discriminative, but, you know, we're talking the real world here. And, you know, when I was doing um, new business development and my job was to meet, meet companies and find out what their openings were, you know, I could tell on a tour of that particular company, you know, what kind of person that they were really looking for that would fit in there. Um, you know, and some companies are, are you know, transgender open um, and, and some are clearly not or they just haven't moved into that experience yet so it just takes a lot of work and upset i think um the emotional side of it away from the person looking for a job because when you go to an agency they should already know hey this person's going to fit in great in this environment they're going to you know succeed and rise within this company um and they're not going to send you to xyz company where they know you you're going to not be made feel comfortable you know what i mean and it doesn't even have to be a matter of um, uh, of a prejudice with it. If somebody's no, just an environment, it's just yeah, it could just literally be. I know this person's personality is yes. not going to work here. Yes, this person has a very big personality, and this is kind of more of a quiet, small family environment, and they're not going to handle a big, brashy person well. Or exactly. Vice yeah. versa, this person is a big, brashy, like loud, fun person, and we're going to go put her with the party people. They're just going to love her and she's going to fit right in. Exactly. When you're sitting at home and you're applying for jobs, you have no idea what their culture is or what their environment is. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the benefits, like you say, of going through an agency. They know that culture of that company. They know that environment. They've already discussed with that hiring person what kind of person they're looking for. So mm -hmm. if they're looking for, you know, a, a quiet little mouse person and you have a nice, bold, happy go, like excited person in front of you, you're not going to send them to the job that's looking for a quiet little mouse, you know, that's just going to sit there and get on with her work. Um, you're going to send them to the other company that's looking for that outgoing personality. So, and, yeah. you know, I do think culture is something that I hear more and more about with each passing year. Like, you know, so Casey, our top beauty expert from Rise Beauty Company, I have literally never heard anyone talk about culture in the workplace more. Yeah. Than her. She literally, they're not her employees. They're her tribe. Yep. She did not consider herself the boss. She considers yep. herself on the level that they are. Mm -hmm. They do. Their number one thing is there's absolutely no gossip. Yep. Period. 
it's a salon. Have you ever walked into a salon that wasn't a gossipy minefield? Like, no. She's but, it though. She really has. She does. And you know what? But gossip can um, hurt people's feelings. It can undermine people. It can cause a lot of drama in the workplace. And they are a drama-free, all positive. Let's go. You know. So literally her entire brand starts with the culture in her crew, in her tribe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's she has a great team. She really does. If she could figure out a way to teach that to other people, that would be that would be pretty cool. I know she should. Yeah. I keep telling her that all the time. I'm like, you should be public speaking to other salon owners and like teach them. <laughs> yeah, because that's I mean, that's huge. So Casey's unique, you know. She is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so working with the temp agency, that agency, and I love your your idea of interviewing with several, because you're right, even in our tiny little town, there are several different employment agencies. Probably fifteen to twenty, believe it or not. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Okay, I was oh, thinking yeah. like three. And some of them are very general and they and they do everything and some are very specialized. They only do uh, you know medical or they only do um, you know office management secretarial or they only do warehousing. That so so depending on what kind of field you're in or you can go to a, a general agency. Um, don't count out the the smaller ones either because sometimes the the smaller ones have um, more intimate relationships with with um, smaller businesses perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. interview with all the agencies and, and find um, you know you, you can go to one agency and work with a recruiter and and realize that's not even the right recruiter for you. You might need a different recruiter still in that same office, somebody who gets you, you know. Mm -hmm. um, stay away from ones that just want to pitch, you know, just want to put you to work right away because um, they're not they're not looking out for what you really want. They might be more of a you're a day worker, not a permanent work to hire right. situation. Yeah. Well, and one yeah, of the things the camaraderie with your recruiter. Yeah. And one of the things that you taught me. Um, that I love to leave as an impression because we're talking about employment agencies as being a great place if you're transitioning and looking for a job to go to. Mm -hmm. Do not look at your temp hiring agency as a friend. They're an advocate for you, but they're not your bestie. Like you should still walk in and handle an interview with an agency as though you're handling an interview with a future employer. Oh, absolutely. Yes, definitely go in there dressed as if you're going for the actual job interview. Um, if you, you know, if you want them to take you seriously, um, you know, then go in dressed like as you are going in for a, the job interview, because they're going to say, wow, look at this person. We want to find them the right job, as opposed to somebody just walks in casually in the, you know, um, tank top and flip flops. And, you know, and you're going in for an upper management position. No. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So don't be fooled because as my mother would always say, you get one chance to make a first impression. Exactly. And temp agencies are going to have their preferred people because yep. you, you as the as the employee of the agency, you had important relationships with those companies. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to send somebody you don't think is going to be a good fit to those companies and destroy the relationship with that business. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this is why you're our gal, <laughs> like all this experience, these things I wouldn't have known. So Samantha Williams Etheridge just came on. Hi, Samantha. I hope you are doing well. Oh, my goodness. So I love that Marina and Samantha are on here because um, on a previous Trans Tuesday with Marina, Marina gave out one of her cleanses for free. 
I don't know which one. I don't know if it's the 14 day cleanse or the 60 day or night or whatever it was. Maybe you girls can tell me. Um, but Samantha won. Uh, so, congratulations. Yes. <laughs> so Samantha, I am doing Marina's 14 day cleanse starting tomorrow. <laughs> um, Marina's just like, such a night. <laughs> Yes, that's why. Yeah, I was like, I don't normally like to drink on midweek at all, but I'm like, well, gotta say goodbye. First <laughs> Trans Tuesday, where I've had wine beforehand. I'm sure you can tell. Um, but yes, Samantha. Oh, Samantha did the 14 days. Okay, Sam, tell me, did you survive? Did you make it through to the other side of this cleanse? Because I'm a little intimidated. Because I do like, I like challenge. I've given up alcohol for like six weeks at a time. Like I, you know, I, I can do that, but this is an intense cleanse. It's, like, it's happy hour, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm already doing Marina's water challenge out of my Bud Light glass. Oh my God. <laughs> we don't drink Bud Light, but we also, uh, yeah, we drink out of, um, I drink my waters out of a pint glass. It's very classy. Um, Yes. Yeah, so um, ladies, you're going to be seeing over the next two weeks, I will probably be doing some posting. Cheers to Marina. She's going to get me back into my pre-quarantine body. One brutal day, an apple and glass of water at a time. Oh, good luck. Yes. Okay. So Samantha said yes, but giving up coffee was awful. I didn't fully realize that I had to give up coffee going into this cleanse. Like I thought giving up sugar and alcohol <laughs> was enough. <laughs> I will oh, talk to you in the next three or four days. <laughs> Marina says Samantha's doing amazing. Oh, well done, Samantha. Yeah. All right. And Samantha says lots of water. Yes, I'm already starting my water. Okay. So get ready. Hopefully two weeks from now, you will see me with beautifully dyed hair. No longer wearing my babushkas <laughs> to cover up the hot mess. And I'm going to be this thin. <laughs> <laughs> and my skin's gonna look amazing from all the water and not having any time. I just realized how red mine is. I got a little bit color at this pool yesterday. I'm sorry for my like Rudolphy looking forehead. <laughs> oh, we know it's the wine. We know it. <laughs> oh, and Marina says Samantha's losing weight too. Samantha. You inspired me. You did it. You took this challenge on. I'm following in your footsteps. So wish me luck. I want to see some before and after pictures, Samantha. Um, I'm very proud of you. I think it's amazing. Marina, I'm so excited you're on with us tonight too. Tracy, Desiree, Angela, it's been amazing having all of you ladies here. Oh, Samantha says, as of today, I've lost six pounds. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. Yes, that's amazing. That, if that's a pound a week, that's six weeks. That's nice and steady, and it's a healthy way to lose weight. It is. It is. Good for you, Samantha. I don't know the period of time. I do remember. I think it was a while ago. So it could have actually been six weeks ago um, that you first started working with Marina. But, yeah, we got to, to me, like a cleanse is kind of hardcore, and I know people don't like that. But you got to just sometimes just stop the bad habits in the track, you know? Yeah. You just got to say, well, breaks. We're going back to being disciplined again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when you have a pool and it's summer and you just want to drink margaritas at the pool every day. I've been really good. I've been drinking water at my pool. Yes. I know. That's probably because there's no beer in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too scared of cat to go out to the beer barn right now. 
Mm -hmm. I'm a water drinker, but if there's literally no coffee or tea in my day, it's going to have to become, it's going to become a spa experience at this house. It's going to be cucumber water. That's what I did today. I did a great big jug of cucumber and lemon water and I'm forcing myself to, to drink more water. I'm, I'm terrible. I don't drink near enough. So you know you want to do this proud of me i'm really trying hard to drink this like great big thing of jug of water <laughs> i am proud of you i think you should do this cleanse with me starting tomorrow i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> wait until you see me two weeks from now with my perfect skin high cheekbones and then you'll see okay <sighs> oh my goodness see and this is what happens on trans tuesday like you know i it's just so lovely chatting with everybody i never want to hang up but um oh marina says Detoxing is very important. And Samantha says, she, well, so she did lose six pounds, but not, she didn't do it for that long. And Marina says, cucumber, lemon, mint, and water is her mix. Ooh, I have mint in the garden. I need to go grab some. Yes, I think I'm going to be putting some mint in some water tomorrow. All right, so y'all stick with me. You'll watch me transform myself magically over the next 14 days. And then hopefully at day 15, I don't just revert back and go get like, a chai coffee, like a chai tea latte with. I'm not know. sure quite what you're transforming because you look gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, it's from here up is what I let you see on the screen. Is here up. <laughs> well, what I see is gorgeous. Thank you. I think you look beautiful too. You look very happy, tan, like you're spending the days at the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Oh, and Desiree says she loves your accent. I do too. I feel oh, like thank is, you so much, Desiree. <laughs> this is what you're going to see in the podcast on Friday is us just having the giggles and getting off track like constantly. Um, but yes, I love it. It's been so beautiful connecting with all of you ladies. It is going on nine o'clock. I have held you for an hour. Um, Angela Stever amazing person. You can find all of her contact information on the My Feminine Heart website. If you've watched this, if you're listening to it and you're like, I need help. Somebody help me change my life, change my job, um, take that next step in my career. Angela, may they reach out to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even can they just call you and listen to your amazing accent while you sit by the pool? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um, well, everybody, I hope you have a beautiful evening. I hope you were able to answer some some of your questions. I love that you email them in. Please do that in the future. That was so awesome. I loved having that to share. Um, have a beautiful evening and look for uh, Angela's podcast coming out Friday and we will chat with you all soon. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night. Mwah! <laughs> Bye.